This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I'm talking with Diane Mulcahy about the gig economy. The gig economy is a shift. It's a shift in the economy from people working nine to five jobs to people doing freelancing or independent work. It's something that can be very applicable to the engineering world, and I believe already is, and a lot of engineers do do freelancing. But it can totally change the game for you in your career, in your finances, in your personal life. And that's why I wanted to talk to Diane. So it's a really interesting episode, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. Before we get into the main segment of our show and my conversation with Diane, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. They are helping tomorrow's leaders achieve licensure exam success. And just be sure to make sure you listen up at the end of this podcast to hear my advice on a super practical way you can advance in your career. Thanks to PPI, I also have an exclusive 20% discount available only to listeners of this podcast. So stay tuned. I also want to take a moment to tell you about our new Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop, which you can find at engineertomanager.com. For almost 10 years now, we've been trying to figure out how to help engineers become more effective engineering managers. And I believe we finally figured out how. And it comes down to three words, intensity, focus, and accountability. And if you enroll in our Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop, you will experience all three. I'm going to tell you more about the program at the end of the show as we are enrolling engineers for our next session right now at engineertomanager.com. And that next session starts on January 23rd. Now I'd like to introduce our guest for today's episode, just so you get to know a little bit more about her before we dive in here. Five years ago, before it was even a thing, Diane Mulcahy created and began teaching an MBA class on the gig economy at Babson College. The class gained immediate traction and was named by Forbes as one of the top 10 most innovative business school classes in the country. Diane's work on the gig economy has been featured in numerous publications, including Harvard Business Review, The New Yorker, Oprah.com, and PBS, and is part of NPR's Future of Work series. Diane works as a consultant and advisor with Fortune 500 companies, startups, and individuals who seek to succeed in this new way of working. As an independent worker herself, Diane is an active and enthusiastic participant in the gig economy. In between full-time jobs and consulting gigs in private equity and venture capital, Diane has been a visiting fellow at Trinity College in Dublin, an executive in residence at Babson College, and an Eisenhower fellow to Saudi Arabia and Turkey. She has taken two different years off to travel around the world and has visited more than 30 countries. When not working, Diane enjoys reading, mostly nonfiction, writing, only nonfiction, food, eating and cooking, wine, film, yoga, and running. Diane holds AB and MPP degrees from Harvard University. She's a dual EU from Ireland and U.S. citizen, and she lives in Boston's historic South End with her husband, Kevin. So, She is, again, a really interesting person. She's doing some amazing things around this idea of a gig economy and freelance work. And really, I really think this applies to you. 
because I think that you're going to find through this episode that there are ways that you can create wealth for yourself through a non-traditional engineering job if you set it up yourself. And so to that end, the quote that I'm going to give you to bring us in to the interview with Diane is a very simple quote from Dr. Seuss, but I believe it completely applies. Only you can control your future. Now it's time for the main segment of our show, and I'm really thrilled to welcome our guest for today, Diane Mulcahy, author of The Gig Economy, The Complete Guide to Getting Better Work, Taking More Time Off, and Financing the Life You Want. Diane, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thanks for having me. So Diane, you wrote a book on a very interesting topic that is something that's certainly becoming more and more relevant these days. To just kind of set the stage for things, why don't we start by just talking about the gig economy. What is the gig economy? That's an excellent place to start because I feel like when people hear the term gig economy, they immediately think Uber drivers or Lyft drivers or TaskRabbit, and it really is so much bigger than that. When I talk about the gig economy, what I mean is anybody who's not a full-time employee in a full-time job. So if you're a consultant or a contractor or of a freelancer or an on-demand worker or a part-time worker, you're in the gig economy. So this can apply to really a lot of sectors then, I would imagine. Yeah, the gig economy is quite broad. It really crosses most industries, most sectors, all income levels, all education levels. It's big, it's growing, and it's here to stay. Let's talk a little bit about the general progression for a lot of people throughout the U.S. and I think throughout the world is that if you want to achieve financial success, you need to go to college, you need to get a good job at a big company and you know work a lot of hours for the most part, at least early on in your career. And I think that that's changing. How do you feel about that? It is changing. This idea that you can graduate and go to work for one company and build your career at a company across a few decades is really a notion that has become obsolete. And that's partly because companies aren't doing that anymore. They're not offering the same career progression. They're not offering the same professional development and the same loyalty that they used to to their employees. So there's much more churn from the companies. They automate, they outsource, they eliminate jobs, they contract things out rather than keep people as full-time employees. So that's definitely changed. What's also changed is workers don't work that way anymore. People who are graduating today can expect to change jobs every three to five years. So what that means over the course of a career is that you will have many jobs. This, you know, The idea that you'll stick with one employer over the course of your career is very outdated. And that's something that I think is really important in the engineering world. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to have Diane on the podcast, because in the engineering world these days with the economy and everything going on, a company might have a large project or a large couple of projects. But once those projects end, I mean, there's no guarantee what's next for them. So that also means that there's no guarantee is what's next for you as the engineer working for them, which is why... I try to recommend to engineers that you think of yourself kind of as your own organization, your own company, and you build your skills and you build your network and you need to prepare for that. 
And I think if you do that, there's opportunities for you to do the consulting and you don't necessarily have to think about going from company to company. You're kind of the consultant or kind of like in a freelance sense to different companies, different locations, depending on how it works. I mean, Diane, is there, what do you recommend for people in this economy? How can they prepare for this gig economy? I think your recommendations are right on. I think what you've said is, first of all, people need to have the mindset that they're not an employee. They need to really get into a mindset of thinking about themselves as their own business, as their own company, being responsible for thinking about getting their own work on an ongoing basis. So that's the first thing is having the mindset of being proactive and strategic. And then secondly, to always be prepared for change. And the way that I frame that in my book is talking about this idea of always having an exit strategy. So even if you have a full-time job, having a plan in place to leave that job, and that way you are never going to be caught unawares or the victim of a change in corporate strategy or status. You will always be ready to move on to your next opportunity. And that's simply a smart way to think about your career in this completely dynamic economy, whether you're in a full-time job or whether you're in the gig economy, the same mindset and skills apply. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the key part of that is taking on that mindset that you're effectively your own company. I mean, you and yourself, and you need to build it and think about skills and the finances and think about all these things because there is less stability these days in the world and the economy. And even for engineers, I mean, listen, engineers used to go to an engineering firm and, and work there for 10, 20, 30 years. And that just doesn't happen as much anymore. I think, Diane, though, what has happened is this idea of freelancing, I think, has been around for a while. But I think, like you said earlier, it's been known as things like Uber or TaskRabbit or things where you're doing different kinds of tasks like that, not necessarily professional services. And I think that that's changing. And as we move forward, I mean, I've already seen it happen in some of the different sectors. Uh, would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. I think the gig economy is, in a way, nothing new under the sun. You've seen the creative professions have traditionally worked this way. You've seen the trades, you know, electricians, plumbers, they've traditionally worked this way independently, project to project. I think what is new about the gig economy is that it is creeping into traditionally middle class and white collar and professional jobs. And that's one of the reasons that it's received so much more attention. And I think partly that's driven by workers who are tired of trying to balance their professional and personal lives and, you know, commuting to an office when there's no need to do that with the technology that we have available. So I think you're seeing more workers who say, you know, I want to work in a way that's more flexible, that gives me more control, that gives me more autonomy. And I can do that when I work independently. And secondly, I think on the company side, just as you were alluding to earlier, companies are really figuring out that they don't need to organize their work into a full-time job in order to get it done. They can more efficiently and more dynamically organize their work into projects and tasks and assignments, and that allows them to get the particular expertise and skills that they need for each individual project. It allows them to operate more efficiently, more flexibly, more dynamically. And so companies are definitely figuring this out, some more slowly than others, 
But it's a trend that shows no signs of stopping because it is so much more efficient for companies to organize things that way, particularly, I think, in the engineering world where work naturally kind of structures itself around projects. I think in a lot of ways, as a freelance, taking this type of freelance type of role, I'll call it as an engineer, you could actually make a lot more money than you make going to a nine to five job. However, I think that the fear is that the nine to five job is quote unquote stable and you're getting a paycheck. And when you go out on your own and you're doing freelancing, it's really up to you 150%. And that's the deal, right? I mean, if you want to freelance, you got to work, you got to get work, you got to deliver the work, you're going to be doing all that. But I mean, the message I think through this podcast episode is that if you're an engineer, there's opportunities out there. And I know that there's already engineers that do this. They do work on like project by project basis. They do consulting for different companies. That's kind of, they've built, they're working just as Diane's describing in this gig economy. And it's possible for you to do it. One of the key things is you have to let go of the kind of traditional mentality that you're going to be able to work somewhere for 20 years and it's going to be stable. And I would think, Diane, from just talking to people that I know and some of my own experiences that there can be a lot of benefits and flexibility to working as a freelance professional if you're successful with it. It's true. And I think that's a pretty widely known benefit, this idea of flexibility and control and autonomy. I also want to touch on the issues that you raised about security and risk, because I think that's a big issue that people have when they think about transferring from or transitioning from being a full-time employee to working independently. I think the first thing is to get your head around this idea that there is absolutely no job security anymore. So I understand that for many full-time employees, they perceive that they are in a more stable and secure situation. But there's actually no evidence to suggest that. If you read the paper at all, you know that companies all the time are automating and eliminating and outsourcing and offshoring and contracting out positions that used to be full-time jobs. So there's no guarantee that your job is safe six months from now, a year from now, three years from now. So even if you're in a traditional full-time job, you always have to be thinking about what's next. How, what am I going to do if this job goes away? Because the possibility that it will go away is so high. My favorite example is I teach an MBA class on the gig economy at Babson College here in Boston. And I was teaching this class spring semester and spring break fell in the middle of the semester. So everybody went on spring break for a week and the class came back and we reconvened. And one of my students raised his hand and he said, you won't believe this, but when I was away over spring break, my company was sold and we have a whole new management team and I don't even know if I have a job anymore. So this happened to him in one week. He didn't see it coming. He didn't know the company was under these discussions. And then all of a sudden, a week later, and his situation was completely precarious. Now, in fact, his situation was precarious all along, but he realized it during after that acquisition took place. And that's what I think most full-time employees aren't really wrapping their heads around, this idea that their situation might seem stable and secure, but in actual fact, it's not. So for many people, working independently offers them a much greater sense of security and stability because first of all, they control their work life. And then second of all, even if they lose a key client or a key project, their income might go from 100 to 70 or 60 or maybe even 50. 
but it's not going to go from a hundred to zero like it does when you lose a job. That's interesting because like you said, he was at risk the entire time, but he didn't realize it until it was late. Too late. Yeah, too late. And then he had to try to figure out what was next for him. And I guess to kind of the one way that you could guard against that or try to minimize your risk is like we talked about before is really bolstering your own resume and your own skill sets and your network, all those types of things, right? Yeah. The way to minimize your risk is to, first of all, get the mindset that doesn't allow you to become complacent, to get into the mindset where you recognize, even if I'm in a full-time job, there's no guarantee of security and stability. So I'm actually the one that needs to manage my career. I can't outsource that to an employer. I can't be passive and complacent. I need to take the reins of my own professional life. So that's number one. Number two for minimizing risk is to always have an exit strategy, which we talked about earlier. Always have a plan and be thinking about what would I do next? What's next for me? Am I developing the skills that I need to be competitive in the market? Am I doing an appropriate amount of networking, doing those things on an ongoing basis? Because you never know when you're going to be out looking for your next gig. And I think number three, what I recommend for full-time employees that are currently in a full-time job is to always have a side gig. I think the days of the luxury of doing just one thing are over. And I think the advantage of a side gig, even if it's not something that is generating a ton of income or generating any income, the advantage of a side gig is that you're always working on your skills, you're expanding your network, you're developing new expertise, developing more experience, and all of those things open up possibilities for future work. So if you're in a full-time job and you're not ready to leave, start developing an exit strategy and get a side gig. And that's something that I did when I was working as an engineer. I knew that I might not stay because I really wanted to get into training and speaking. And so one of the things I started to do at lunchtime was just to build up my LinkedIn network. I learned all about LinkedIn and I started connecting with people and building it and building it. And it it turned out paying off in the future. But Diane, maybe you could just talk a little bit more about the idea of an exit strategy or a plan for those working engineers that may not be that familiar with that or how to think about that being that they've just been in a nine to five job for their entire career? You know, my book is very practical because it's based on the class that I teach. So it has a lot of exercises and things like that. But for the exit strategy, what I recommend and what I have my students do is imagine that you knew that you were going to be laid off in six months. So you just got warning that in six months you're out. What is it that you would do? There's obviously a list of things professionally that you would do. You might want to reach out to different colleagues. You might want to attend some conferences. You might want to get a certification or get some, take advantage of some training or development that your company offers. There might be some things that you would do personally. You might want to think about your living situation. You might want to accomplish some personal projects. You might want to take advantage of some of the benefits that your corporation offers for education or for healthcare or whatever. And there are also things that you might want to do financially. You might want to take a more careful look at your expenses. You might want to look for places to cut expenses and reduce the cost of your lifestyle or take advantage of some savings opportunities. So make a list of all of those things that you can think of that you would do to prepare for this layoff that was happening in six months from now. 
and then start doing them. And that list should be something that you always have and that you're always working on so that if you were laid off or you did suddenly lose your job because your company was acquired, then you would be prepared and you would be ready to move on to the next opportunity. And you would be, you would already have a plan in place for thinking about either your next job or developing and getting a portfolio of work. I hope that you really listen to that because I do think that in the engineering world, just as the example that Diane gave of her student, anything can happen at any time because you really do. The companies are really very project driven or client driven. And if they happen to lose a big client or a big project, everything is up in the air. So please take that to heart. Diane, before we start to wrap up here, just out of curiosity, what made you interested in the whole gig economy? I think from my first job, when I got out of college, I started working in a consulting firm. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm working really hard and I'm getting paid a fixed amount of money. And this doesn't seem like a great deal to me. And I never really loved going to an office and doing that every day. It felt very constraining to me. I always had, even before I could articulate the notion, I always had in mind that really what I wanted was a portfolio of different work. And that's how I've been working really for the past decade. I haven't worked in a traditional office setting in over a decade. You know, I work in financial services. I teach at Babson in the MBA program. I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. So I really always wanted to develop that portfolio of work. And where that works best is working independently in the gig economy. So I've always had an interest in that. And, you know, I started teaching the class. And the book really grew out of that. I've been teaching the class now for five years. So I've tested these concepts and these assignments on my students. And the book really grew out of what resonates with them and what do they find the most useful. I want to thank Diane Mulcahy for spending some time with us. She does a lot of things, as she just explained, but her book, The Gig Economy, The Complete Guide to Getting Better Work, Taking More Time Off and Financing the Life You Want, is a book that I think can really help you to set yourself up for success in the future, knowing that things are changing. They have changed quite a bit and they're going to continue to change. And the more you can look at yourself as an independent organization that needs to be prepared and look at your risks and look at your strengths and continue to prepare for what might happen ahead, I think you're going to be much better off. So Diane, I believe you have a website with some interviews and some other things on it that people can check out as well, correct? Yeah, my website is dianemelkehi.com and that has articles on the gig economy, so less of a commitment than reading the whole book. And it does have some of my radio interviews and in-person video interviews as well. Yeah, the book is great. It's had a lot of great reviews. Diane's done a lot of interviews on it and it's definitely helping a lot of people. And I just want to say again, Diane, thank you so much for spending some time on the Engineering Career Coach and for sharing some of these insights with our audience. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. And today, I'm going to give you something that you can do to start to prepare yourself for the gig economy if you're not already prepared. But before I do that, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. One of the biggest pieces of advice I can provide to engineers is to get your professional license as early as possible. It's a practical way to advance your career, earn more money, and set yourself apart. 
To learn more about the exams, including invaluable exam tips, check out PPI's resource centers for the FE and PE exams. It's a one-stop hub for all the information you need to register, prepare for, and ultimately pass your exam. Visit ppitopass.com forward slash resources to learn more. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com forward slash resources. And if you need exam prep materials, use promo code TECH on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. Again, that's the promo code TECC, which stands for The Engineering Career Coach. So you heard from Diane Mulcahy, author of The Gig Economy, and I really enjoyed that conversation with her. I think it's really super applicable to engineers in all disciplines all over the world. The bottom line is, is that as an engineer, you can provide a service that not a lot of other people can provide. If you can figure out a way to do it on your own, you stand to make a lot of money, to drive a lot of change, to help a lot of people, to help a lot of companies, and it's completely up to you. So my kind of take action today tip for you in this episode is to do a personal audit on yourself. Look at your skill sets. Look at your finances, kind of like Diane was giving the example in the exit strategy example. Look at your skill sets. Look at your finances. Look at your life, whether it's family life, if you're married with kids, et cetera. And just look at how comfortable you are now and what would happen if your world changed and if you left or if you wanted to become a consultant, you didn't have the income you have today or you didn't get your next paycheck, right? What are some things that you could do to prepare for that? What are some things that you could do to really take advantage of the gig economy? In terms of skill sets, maybe you look, you see something in your field that's a new program or new methodology and you can learn it and you can give yourself an advantage, some earning power, let's say, or earning potential. As far as your money goes, do a good financial analysis. Is there any investments you can make? Do you have any real estate property that you're looking to invest in or that you have and that you're going to make sure you take care of because you know it's a long-term investment for you? We had a great podcast that we did a while ago. Well, I say great because it's more popular than a lot of our other episodes, which surprised me which was Finance 101 for Engineers, where I went through the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and just gave some advice on it. We also did another episode on real estate investing with an engineer, Torio Nept, who is in our engineering mastermind group, and he's an engineer, and he invests in real estate. And so we talked about that and some of the things you can do. I also just started using a website called mint.com, which I find to be really great. It's just a way where you could put all your finances in one place. And again, this isn't a sponsorship by them, just my own personal use. In mint.com, you can link your bank accounts, you can link your mortgages, you can put your cars in there and you put everything in there and it kind of gives you like your net worth and you could see your investments, your 401k, how it's doing. It's all in one place. Things like that, things where you have a dashboard and you can make decisions are really important if you want to take advantage of the gig economy. So do a personal audit, try to set yourself up to take advantage of this gig economy. With that, before we sign off, remember earlier in the show, I mentioned how we've created a new program called the Engineering Management Accelerator Workshop, which combines intensity, focus, and accountability. Well, it's intense because it's a five-week online program, mostly done outside of working hours. You'll focus because you'll be put on a team with other engineers. You'll be given an engineering management problem, and then we'll give you five one-hour skill-building calls on skills like communication, networking, productivity, leadership, and also some group coaching calls. And we'll put you in a private forum with your team and a coach and you'll sprint and you will find a solution. Then for accountability, you'll present your solution at the end of the program to our coaches and also to your company once you are finished. This is not only accountability, but it's a huge opportunity because the problem that we give you just may generate some real solutions for your company while helping you to become an effective engineering manager and to improve your speaking skills. 
I've met way too many engineers that haven't been able to make that engineer to manager leap. And this program is built to change that. And I got to tell you, we just finishing up the first session that we've ever done and the results are dynamite. The presentations that these teams of engineers are putting on are amazing. And I can't wait to see how their companies respond to these. So please visit engineertomanager.com to enroll for our next session, which starts January 23rd, 2018. Spots are limited, and we did sell out our first session in just a few days. Also, on the website below the main video, you'll see a tab that says Get Reimbursed. There you can download a one-page PDF and some text that you can send to your supervisor in an email, and you probably will get reimbursed. 90% of our students have. Again, that's engineertomanager.com. And you can email me with questions at anthony at engineeringcareercoach.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Diane Mulcahy today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash gig economy, all lowercase, no spaces. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books, including Diane's book that was mentioned during the episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.